Welcome to Drop Everything Podcast number 107. I'm your host, Dan Holzman. On this podcast, our special guest is Vladik Magkostupov. He's been called the Brishnikov of Jugglers and has appeared in many Cirque du Soleil productions. Before we talk to Vladik, let's thank our sponsor, the IJA. That stands for International Jugglers Association. You can find out about this great group of jugglers at juggle.org. Okay, drop everything. Get ready for Vladik. Welcome to Drop Everything Podcast number 107. My special guest, Vladik Magko Stupov. Yes. Did, did I say that right? Good, that's good, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Let, let me hear you say it one time just so I get it exactly right. Magko Stupov. Well, I, I did pretty good. I did pretty good. No, I think you did good, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, tell me what your childhood was like, where you were born, and what it was like before you came to America, because I know you came here quite early. Uh, yeah, I was born back in the USSR, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then my parents were with the Moscow Circus. So when I was around like six months old, I started traveling with them with the Moscow Circus. And yeah, they toured, you know, all over the USSR. And then, yeah, like I started kind of at four years old doing some um, like acrobatic and dance. My parents took me to these uh, like ballet classes and these uh, folklore, Russian-Ukrainian folklore dance classes. And and then, yeah, and then my father kind of did some acrobatics with me too. You know, like my mom did some stretching with me. So And they were hoping you would, you would go into show business as well. That was their hope for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that, that was their plan. <laughs> and your dad was always a juggler. What was your first earliest images of juggling? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, my father, yeah, had uh, an act that he did with his partner, uh, Viktor uh, Pilipovich. It was like super, super amazing act. I would watch them all the time. Like a lot of the kids would be just playing backstage or whatever. I mean, I was doing a lot of that too, but quite often I would just go out and, um, you know, I would sit in the audience and just watch the show, like like what pretty much almost like the full show. One time actually though, I, I, I kind of almost got kidnapped. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I think I was around like four years old or something. Somebody came up to me and, uh, and said something like, oh, like come with me or something. And I was like, oh, like I, I, don't, I don't remember what happened, but, but my parents said, Basically, they were like looking all over for me, and then there was people, basically walking almost like out of the building, holding my hand. So these are just strangers who came into the circus and tried to take you away. Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like I I don't know. Yeah, what I was too little to remember. Maybe I was even three. I don't even know how old I was. That could have changed the whole history of of juggling right there. <laughs> And your mom was also a performer. I remember I saw the Moscow Circus when they came to Atlantic City. And she was doing a, a doll act? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a contortion act? Well, basically, what happened was my father, he was doing his juggling act. And he met my mom. She was doing actually originally a teeterboard act. Because she was originally from gymnastics. And she went into the Moscow Circus School. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he went to the, the Kiev Circus School and she went to the Moscow one, even though they're both from Ukraine. But uh, someone like said something that the Moscow one was better. I don't know. Some, somehow she ended up being in the Moscow Circus School. And uh, she was there for like only two years, usually you know, you do four years. And they, because since she was already, you know, like in gymnastics and had good acrobatic skill and she, she had a very good uh, stage presence too. So they, they just took her into some teeterboard act like uh, after just two years being in there. And then, yeah, and then so he met her in the show, da-da-da-da. And then they decided, because the only way for them then to stay together, since, you know, they were in separate acts, was to create another act kind of to do together. 
So they created the second act, the Russian like ragdoll, mm-hmm. uh, ragdoll. That's what you saw there in Atlantic. I, I actually I wasn't there when they did that tour with the Moscow Circus in the U.S. They went once, and I think they were there for like about like six months or something. Then they came to Ukraine, uh, Russia, and then when um, it, like it, like it restarted again a few months because they didn't allow kids to go in the beginning. And then they they went back, and then at uh, one point they were in Reno, and they finally allowed the kids to come. And a, a group of us, uh, I don't remember how many exactly, but around like like you know 10, 15 kids, we all flew with actually that um, the famous pop singer Cabzon, because he was very connected with the the circus world. He actually just recently died a year or two ago or something. And you almost missed that, right? Because I think you're on holiday with your grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Oh, you know the stories. Yeah, <laughs> I did my research. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we were on vacation uh, with one of my grandmothers. We were in, um, I think we were somewhere in uh, Lvov or in Odessa or something. I think, oh, in Odessa. I don't know where we were. Somewhere. Let's oh, no, some- say you're at the Black Sea. Yeah, yeah, like in Odessa, <laughs> I think, like somewhere there, like yeah, and um, and and basically. Yeah, it was just like really, uh, like yeah, they were because at that point, obviously there's no cell phones or anything, right. so they were trying to get in contact with her. But finally, they reached her somehow, and then yeah, we came back, and then yeah, I made it on that flight. Now, your the act your dad did was called the two Magostupovs, but was the was his partner related to you or, or just a friend? No, 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 just yeah, just a friend, yeah. And did your grandparents, were they in the circus as well? Or was this your dad, the first generation in the circus? So, yeah, so both my, my mom and my, um, my father were the first generation, both of them. What did your grandparents do? One of my grandmas was like uh, working in, uh, well, both of them actually technically were working in like factories. And then, uh, well, on my father's side and then my mom's side, one was working in the office. I don't know exactly. She was assistant or something um, to someone. And then, uh, like a secretary, my other grandfather, I never met. And how did your dad get interested in juggling then? Was this something that was sort of uh, just came to him by himself? Or how was he influenced to get into juggling in the first place? Yeah, it was uh, somebody there in like in his hometown. They had like a little some kind of circus club or something like that. And somebody, um, I don't know, I don't know the exact super accurate, you know, detail but somebody showed it to him you know like they went i think he was maybe 13 or something or 14 but anyway so he went yeah and so he liked it you know and then uh so much i think it was late actually it was probably like later on because then at one point he was already no uh, I, I think at 16 he was already enrolled to be like not an engineer but to go to school for an engineer to college yeah and then just last minute then i think he ended up going to kiev or something i i, I don't know the story exactly mm-hmm. but some somehow someone showed him and then he was like <laughs> i don't want to be an engineer i don't want to do that <laughs> so then he i mean he yeah he told his parents i'm not gonna go to you know to college i'm gonna go to this circus school and i mean yeah they're a bit in shock of course but um because yeah, your dad was an amazing juggler i remember his act quite well with his partner uh, they ended with juggling 10 clubs across the entire circus ring. Yeah, yeah, they did it like very far. And of course they did the, they missed tr- twice on purpose so they could achieve it on the third try. Very dramatic, as I remember. They were pretty much like um, one of the first acts in the USSR that was kind of, there was, I mean, of course there was some before that kind of like had 
more choreography or whatever, but they're more basically like ones that started to kind of be a bit more theatrical. It had a bit of a disco flair, as I remember. Yeah, it was just more, I mean, because at that time it was literally like just tricks and, you know, it was like really different from all the other acts that were that were. I around. remember they started by each juggling uh, five clubs and they each went out of that into the passing 10, which at the time I'd never seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they went out and then I don't think they went like right into 10 from, mm. you know what I mean? I mean, they, they did their, because I know they did the like a synchro back crosses and stuff. And then, yeah, and then they would split and then. Yeah, maybe it was a long time ago, I think. Uh, maybe they did six, because then they did six clubs too, so. Yeah, your dad was very good at six clubs. And uh, now he, he always used a very interesting type of club. Were those clubs he made himself? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I use those still. <laughs> yeah, because they're very, very distinctive looking. Yeah, yeah. And what were your memories of Ukraine as a child? Do you, you have any vivid memories of it? Yeah, I just remember like father's and my mother's side, all of the, you know, the like outdoor playground. Because I mean, all the kids, it's usually like of, I forgot how many, five, six story buildings. And they're like carbon copy of, like we were in, in, in um, it's close to Dnipetrovsk, no, Moskovsk is called the city. But basically where my grandmother lived, I went to my wife's, well, it's like her choreographers. She kind of, it's a long story. But anyways, I went to their apartment back in uh, in Russia because uh, her choreographer is in Russia. Well, she, her mom was from Russia and her father's from Ukraine. And, and they had the exact same, literally, it's the same exact kitchen. Like, you know, like it was identical because they just used to build that same building everywhere, all over USSR. So it was, um, they would have this like five, six story big complex and then they have would have a big playground and all of us kids would play there and i mean it was fun it was good because we we did a lot of stuff outside you know then when i came here i we, we did that too but now I, I noticed my my kids and now there's like i don't know it's just not the same anymore <laughs> and the first big city you came to was that reno nevada uh yeah so that was yeah reno was my first city that i yeah that i came to and what do you think what do you think about america when you first oh started? well yeah of course it was like <laughs> crazy yeah i was like <laughs> it was uh something uh, special obviously just everything of course just all, especially i mean coming into like reno with all the casinos and you know it's like and so you were six and that's the, that's the age you started to learn to juggle yeah so basically before i came to the u.s i didn't learn any like i didn't you know my father never taught me or anything yeah as soon as i came to reno I don't know how soon after, but because we weren't in Reno for that that long, because some most cities we were were only there for like I think a week or two or something. But Reno, we were there for like two months. So I mean, in Reno, I started to juggle, and then for, I started with tennis balls because we had like, because my father only juggled clubs, and then he had no, mm -hmm. no uh, way to get any balls. So I think for a while I juggled tennis balls. And do you remember picking it up easily, or was it something that frustrated you? What were your early experiences learning juggling like? I mean, from what I remember, it was easy-ish, <laughs> right? Quick, uh, and my father says, "Yeah, like yeah, you picked it up like like really fast." But it was, it was a long time ago. But <laughs> yeah, two three months, I was doing like four balls pretty well, like just sink a sink and like half shower, and I think it was like maybe just like two three months after I started already. So, and was it kind of a, a rigid thing? I mean, just sort of was it hours a day, or was it kind of casual? What were the early training like? I honestly don't remember too, too, too much. Right. But I do remember that. I mean, it was every day, of course, but yeah. I don't know the time. I mean. Because by the time you were nine, you were already working professionally. So you had to put some, some time into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, when, then when we already moved to Las Vegas, like I was seven, and there for sure, I mean, there I, I remember more like I was practicing. I would practice like my parents would, because uh, they, the, as soon as we moved to Vegas, they pretty much started working in shows. I would stay home by myself and I would be, sometimes I would go with them and then uh, like practice. There was like, a, they had this little area where there's like nobody there in the casino. And so I would go to this, you know, this kind of area room and I would just practice there or sometimes... I was staying at home by myself and I would just practice. But I remember I would make like my own like little either list of what to do or kind of like count how many catches I did with five balls. And just balls at first for a while before you got to the clubs or, or both at the same time? Yeah, it was like, I think like by the end of the mosque, like, because uh, I think we were there for like almost like a year traveling. And I think by the end of that, because he, he it, basically my first clubs were made from his big clubs because so he had like access because they had a bunch of clubs so he had access to those so all he did was just cut them down right he just shortened cut, them a bit yeah yeah he shortened and made them thinner so i juggled those but i think i already was juggling those like before we were in in, in vegas so it was like because i turned seven in new york and then, yeah, because I came, I was like six and a half. I think we came like it was maybe in July or something. And then, yeah, and then I turned seven in January in New York. And then, well, around seven, I'm guessing I started clubs or some, something like that. And when your parents left Russia, they left sort of, uh, I guess you'd say they defected. I mean, it wasn't like the Russians just let them go. Yeah, it was like, I mean, from, you know, what my dad was saying, like basically they, the passport even, they they had they they wouldn't keep you know like with they didn't let them keep it yeah so like i it was like the final day or something or they that everybody was supposed to fly back and then he he asked for i mean they knew you know what the plan probably was but they they gave him the passport and yeah like oh so he did get his passport back so they did, he did get it yeah, yeah and then we just didn't fly back on that flight and we did have a few people from that tour though that even mid like between cities disappeared we would have to go from city to city on a bus or something sometimes, and somebody just would not show up. <laughs> so. And then what year did I meet you in Atlantic City? You must have been like eight or so or nine? Or... Oh, no, no. I, well, uh, well, yeah, I was, I was uh, 10. 10. Yeah, I was 10 and a, 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because I think you were already working professionally. You were already quite an accomplished juggler, as I remember back then. Yeah, I started, that was like, my, well, I mean, I started my first kind of long-term contract was in Wendover, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I know Wendover, not the, not the, not the most uh, exciting city. There's like two casinos on the state line, super small yeah. casinos. And then I went to the school. There was like a bus that drove like 20 minutes to this one school that existed in this whole pretty much desert just all around in these two casinos. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was I worked there for like, I think, well, my parents were there well, and me for like two, three months. And then pretty much right after that, then we went to Atlantic City. That's where we met. And we did the show uh, called Magic 2010 uh, with uh, Robert Gallup. He was, he was this magic show. And then it was uh, me and you know my parents. They did the, the cube act like as the acts and. And then, yeah, and then I, I remember, yeah, watching you guys, yeah. <laughs> I remember you calling me on stage. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Cause, no. Because actually, I was going to say when you, when, you, when you were... Oh, we were working that lounge, I think, right? Yeah, was, you were in, like, it wasn't, it wasn't Taj Mahal or Showboat. I think it was the uh, Trump, Trump Plaza or Trump uh, Castle. 
it was on the boardwalk, I remember, yeah. because we were, we were in uh, Trump. What was it? Trump. It wasn't the Taj Mahal. You were you're the one off the off the strip. Off the, I mean, off the boardwalk. Yeah, we was, were like, yeah, by it was like Harris and Trump Castle. Yeah, they were, they were off separated from the boardwalk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, yeah, you you, you called me out. <laughs> and uh, and because that's what we were talking about the name. You were you were calling like uh, you were saying joking something about my name like Vlasic or something, like uh, about like Vlasic pickles. And then and then uh, yeah, you pretended like you didn't know me. Well, I think we said something. Look how jugg- easy juggling is. Yeah, even yeah, this, yeah. And then, even this little kid you, could do it. Yeah, yeah. And then you gave me like <laughs> five balls or something, and then I juggled. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. no, I, I remember this. <laughs> well, the place we were working was this sort of weird open lounge. We had shows on Fridays and Saturdays at like uh, 9, 12, and 3 in the morning. That's how, it was a really strange, strange engagement. But yeah, we spent quite a bit of time with your dad and Paul Bachman would come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was quite a lot of fun, you know? So Yeah, I think I remember like that one time when we did come to the show. I think I remember like then there was some area where we were sitting and talking. and I mean, I was, yeah, I was 10. I mean, but I, <laughs> right, but right, I remember right. it like kind of you know like pictures <laughs> yeah and then we saw you again i think it was in hawaii but this was yeah, quite a few yeah, years yeah. later like 98 and was your, was your dad working with his brother like his actual brother then or some relative uh yeah well i think then uh if you saw him because then we were in hawaii from 90 like um nine to like maybe end of 98 to 2000 maybe like mid 2000 and in the beginning my uncle was not working there but then about halfway through so maybe nine months into the contract or maybe like a year he started to work there and he but he was doing um because he was a clown yeah so he did this like a comedy yeah i remember he was kind of doing that director act like he brought people from the audience yeah yeah, i did like like the pair like magic parody thing and i think he did maybe two or three skits or something and your dad in addition to being a juggler also did the the large cube which is i think that was one of the first times i had seen that the large sort of metal cube manipulation yeah yeah yeah. now was that something that he had done earlier or is that something he picked up i don't remember him doing that at first yeah because what happened is when we came to las vegas because uh, his partner ended up leaving he went back to because he's from uh from moscow so he went back to moscow and so then my father made an act with uh, my mom. So they made the, you know, like a cube act. Because then he, I mean, he was, he didn't even try to even make a, a solo juggling act. I mean, from from what I understood, he said that like, you know, it's like, because he saw like, okay, Vegas, everything's different. You know, it's like showgirls, this, it's not like, you know, there, uh, basically it would be hard for him to, work with like a solo act and he went into some profession that's what your dad said i forget what it was like he became a professional man of some sort he just i mean he just saw that the this, this style just wasn't gonna work you know right. like he he thought that doing an act that's different that would be more and more a bit more yeah sexy whatever you know so it's because it, i mean it fits the fit the show better and everything so and i'm i'm he was absolutely right because then they worked and they worked in a lot of shows you know back in back in the days they were all over all over yeah and your dad was always very muscular did he sort of start you on physical training too like weightlifting and things like that because he was always uh well built he was you know very uh yeah a sexy russian guy you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i he he kind of started to work out more actually when he started to then do the act with the cube yeah, because then he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna be, you know, more like almost 
half naked well more than half naked right 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 <laughs> uh, exactly and, and so it's like i mean obviously he was like okay i have to be in better shape you know because then he understood right. that's like the image is going to be a very big uh, big thing so he yeah he pretty much because he wasn't really that muscular before that and then he got more and more muscular and then with me i just i don't know i, I mean i i don't remember if it was them or me i mean i think but i myself just you know wanted to like go to to the gym and so maybe from around when i was like 15 16 i started to well more or less when i was like when i started to drive like actually when yeah. we came back from uh, hawaii yeah, i was like 16 and a half because in hawaii yeah, I, did, I never worked out or anything and then i and then i just started to go to the we have las vegas athletic club so i um i just started kind of working out and doing weightlifting. And he was like, one of the reasons too why he never worked out was like, they always said that, oh, like if you, you know, if you work out, you're like, you're not gonna be able to juggle well, like, you know, your muscles are gonna. Right, you got too muscle bound. That was my problem. That's why I never juggled well, cause I was too muscle bound. <laughs> <laughs> your dad used to do the same thing too where he'd pop out his shoulder blades oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird because i can do the same thing but only on my left side yeah it's almost like they're two like not wings but sort of yeah yeah, yeah. i can do this on, on my left side yeah <laughs> but not right well, not, not the right i don't know why it's really weird well that's you you're missing out on that one because that was quite the quite the party trick you could do that's a practice i guess <laughs> so let's talk a little about your professional career so you started at nine and then what kind of, uh, how long until you started working on, on your own? I mean, at first you had to work with your family. What was your first engagement that you worked all by yourself? Hmm, like by myself, by myself, I guess. I mean, I, um... Well, you tell me, go through the chronology because you also, uh, you know, competed in circus competitions. So let's sort of start from when you were nine. What kind of gigs did you do initially? My first, first, first ones when I was nine uh, like, I mean, even when I was eight, actually, I did some whatever little things, but it was like some little fashion show or, you know, you know, like, right. just like I even did um, in Splash, like I actually performed there and I think I was like eight or nine. No, I must have been not nine, nine. It was like 93 because I just saw that video just recently because then I, I, I actually took a bunch of videos from video cassette and whatever transferred them over. Yeah. But yeah, I was like nine and I, I, I did, like, I think it was like one show or something where I don't know. I think my dad asked him or, you know, can he, or, or maybe it was like, they, or just in general, I, I replaced, it was because Wally was there, you know, Wally Eastwood. Yeah. And so like, I'm there like, like one or like maybe two or three days or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was, it was long. So you got your feet wet, so to speak. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, so I even did that and then I, I did some things like one show things here and there. Yeah, I mean, the, my first long-term-ish thing was what I said in Wendover and then Atlantic City when I was 10. And then when I was 12, it's the first time that my parents didn't go with me. I mean, they, they sent like kind of like a babysitter with me. Right. And, I, and I went back to Atlantic City and I was there at the, I think, what was it? The showboat? Yeah, the showboat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I was 12 for about one or two months because it was like summertime. So I, I had summer break from school. And so me and her, we, yeah, we went there for like a month or two. And that was my first contract by myself, kind of, you know, I mean, it wasn't really. Right. You had a, you had a sort of a minder, but you were there without your parents. Even when I went to the IGA uh, in, uh, I think it was the next year, then 97. Well, I have it down here that you won the juniors in 95. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then 97 was. Yeah. The seniors. Seniors. And I, cause I remember you were there too. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I remember, I think we even talked when I was still here. Well, anyways, I went there and I flew by myself. And then what happened was the driver somehow, I don't know, something happened where there was some miscommunication. And so the driver was not there when I got there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So And I was like uh, 13 at that time. Right, right. So it was like, I think I went to the, and again, there was like no cell phones or anything. So I went to the, I think I called first or something, maybe like back, you know, back home, just, you know, by the, whatever, the regular phone booth phone. Yeah. yeah. But then ultimately I went to the reservation, whatever booth. And then actually the stewardess that was actually on my flight, she was like, oh, like you're going, cause I, I, I knew where I was going. I forgot what that, it was like a college or something that it was at. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, uh, so then she was like, oh, like I can, uh, I can drive you there anyway. So that stewardess, she drove me to that, uh, festival and actually I still, I, I remember everything about yeah that festival where the, the competition was, it was in a different place. I remember. And do you remember any of the jugglers you saw then? Was anybody who particularly impressed you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, it's a long time ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was like, I mean, I mean a lot of jugglers. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I also brought you back, I think, to be in the show. I forget what year that was. Because you also performed just in the. Yeah, that was the next year. Next that year. Was, that was the, the that was like the premiere of my then more modern act, you know, then that I started to do. Uh, that was like the, my first. Like I literally never performed it anywhere. Yeah, I remember, there's a lot of dancing, and you also did the the ladder. I think the freestanding ladder, if I'm right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I didn't do already the ladder in the, okay. you know, the in the um. Because that was in Prim, that, the next year, yeah. that was in Prim, Prim, Nevada, the one, you know, the casino that's like mm -hmm. 30 minutes from Vegas. Yeah, Nowheresville, yeah. Prim. Yeah, like middle of nowhere, yeah. Now, you always had a lot of dancing and stuff in your act. I remember also it was, uh, you kind of played up the cute factor a bit when you were younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of pointing and winking and always a great uh, performer. Well, I mean, yeah, my, my parents um, in general, I mean, like I was saying, my father, his act was theatrical, very dance, you know, dance. They were always into more of the, you know, showmanship, dance, theatrical yeah. stuff. Well, if you look at like Ignatov or jugglers like that, they were so, you know, they performed the classical music and there wasn't a lot of expression. When they used to perform with my, you know, my father and his partner, when they performed together, they would um, like all of the people from the show would go out and watch them because they were just so different from anybody, you know, from any other act at that time. So, well, I thought it became so important, especially when you start working professionally. There's one thing about juggling, there's nothing about juggling as a professional, and you got to bring the razzle dazzle. Yeah, with juggling for sure. Like, <laughs> and of course, you were going to school this whole time as a young guy. I mean, you graduated from high school. Did you have to travel around a lot, or were you able to be in one school for a while? Oh, yeah, I traveled a lot. I mean, I went to a lot of bunch of schools. I mean, closer to the end-ish. I mean, well, I guess from like six to, I mean, it was all over the place, yeah. I remember one story where you missed a couple of months of school, and they said that's just too much. Yeah, we went to Japan, and I missed a month and a half or something back in, it was like right before we went to Hawaii. Right. It was like, I think we went to Japan, I think it was like 98. We went to, I went to, to, we went to Japan and then I came back and then we pretty much went to Hawaii almost right away. But yeah, but I missed like a month and a half. So they, they, yeah, they I, I completely, then they didn't count my um, whole half a year. Right. But I was going to, because I was actually uh, going to school here in Vegas in performing arts. Like it's like, basically it was a performing arts high school. Yeah. It says by notes that Las, Las Vegas Academy of Performing Arts. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you had to audition for it. It wasn't. Right. 
it was yeah like a magnet school so you basically you major in either dance singing acting arts or languages i don't know why they had languages but they had languages too and so yeah so i was a dance major there so we had actually you know usually it was like you have six classes but we had eight classes so our whole school time was like about an hour and a half or something like longer than than all the other the normal schools so it was it was easy because then i actually um a lot of well not most like probably like half of the people in our school would graduate early because we just had extra you know right credits extra credits yeah with all the extra classes and i even with missing half a year i i still had to make up english or something like like one class or something in summer school and then uh because i missed it and then so then uh, i made that up but then i graduated like half a year early actually still even though i missed half a year of school well technically missed half a year of school and what year did you go compete in uh, paris at the the cirque de demand competition uh, that was 2002, yeah, 2002, January. Because you had to be under 18. What, what's the age limit for that? Well, it was, I actually, I, I had my 18th birthday while I was there. I think it was, oh. we're like midway through the competition. Right. Because my birthday is January 27th. It's always at the end of the, end of January, the competition there. It's like Monte Carlo and it's like, they're all like at the same time or almost close to the same time. But I, uh, yeah, like I, I guess I kind of had a choice because then you, you could always even do the older one, I, I guess, even younger. Basically, they were like, yeah, like, I mean, might as yeah. well you're 80. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Just instead of competing against the, the people who are much older, you might as well be the oldest of the competitors in your, in your range. But it was weird because, uh, um, I mean, not recently because I, I don't know. I forgot which year I was thinking to, I think it's when I started to do my, like, my newer aerial act and i was like oh let me like um maybe go back and compete there because yeah. i did the, the the older one or because it was like something different da, 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 da. and then when i contacted them they're like oh but you already did it like they're like they're like do you have like another genre <laughs> that you could oh do? that's interesting because the act where you fly we'll get to that because that's later on that's a, a very unusual act and they're like no <laughs> so yeah so they i don't yeah so i well, you also won gold. I mean, you were you were the a winner. Not did you just compete, but you also won a gold medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, but then they didn't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of. I don't know. I don't. Anyways, I was. They they just said like, oh, we since you already you already competed or whatever, or like we can't have you back. I was like, okay. <laughs> and what were your memories of that? Were you quite nervous? Was it quite prestigious? I've never been there. So what was that like competing there? And that competition, you know, there, there's like a lot, especially nowadays. At that time, there, there wasn't too many um, circus competitions. Now there's kind of actually quite a lot. It kind of became popular. So there's a lot of them now. But yeah, but I mean, at that time, it was like there was only like a few and, and that was like pretty big one. So I mean, of course, it was um, exciting and, yeah, nerve-wracking. And, <laughs> and a lot of agents. I mean, was that what they, uh, Cirque du Soleil saw you there? Was that your lead into Cirque du Soleil? Uh, yes, actually. Um, I mean, we sent in videos too, but but I think one one of the, that was also another kind of kick to, to going in there also. Also, because then I, 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 then I went next year, I, I worked in uh, the Lido in Paris for a year because of that. And then also some people from Germany, you know what I mean? It, it just, from there, I did do a lot more than I got into working in Europe a lot. Cause it kind of then just kind of snowballed because then I was in Paris and then, and then people didn't saw, you know what I mean? People see you. I mean, that's, you become, you get on people's radar. Yeah. So then much. you're kind of a close by to, you know, and then there's, you know, a lot of varieties in Germany. So. 
And when your first act, was it just uh, always balls and clubs? Because sometimes you only use balls. Were your first performances both balls and clubs? Uh, it was always balls and clubs. I mean, recently, like I still do clubs in most of the times I perform. But sometimes, like uh, I've been doing this uh, this show with like um, the company's based out of uh, uh, Los Angeles, Troop Vertigo. And so I've been doing a lot of um, shows with them. And, and it's kind of, well, the, uh, basically it's like shows with orchestra. So basically there's like a, you know, a 50 piece mm. orchestra playing. That's cool. And, and then we do just act to the to the live music. And it's really nice because, I mean, of course, it's like live, live music. And then, uh, I mean, we even had like one time and I was doing it to um, Star Wars, like that the, that newer Star Wars track. But anyway, so I was there was they had like a big choir, too. So it was like 50 piece orchestra plus like, wow. I think, 25 people choir and it was like the an intense star wars <laughs> right it was like the energy was gets intense they asked me to kind of split my act right so i've been doing almost every time i do shows with them and i do quite a lot maybe maybe like 10 per year or something like that and so every time we do uh, a show it's always like a different music Nice. And, I, and I've learned like also with, with, you know, working with them and then just in general, though, lately, though, styles change and this and that. And then just in general, I, I was working in on the shows here um, in Vegas, the show. And then so basically lately I've been really remaking my, you know, like re to fit other shows or to other musics. And I've gotten so used to it now that I'm, you know, I can really quickly and and i know like now like you know at the beginning it was like okay you're like okay maybe i'll try this here you know what i mean now i'm just i know it so well you know how to just like recreate an act it's like like crazy yeah it's like a it's like it's like a training i guess you know what I, mean? I remember one act i saw on youtube where you were uh, i think it was planet hollywood where you were a zombie act and you're you're called vladic the impaler yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh yeah, it's like that one too. I mean, I you know I just created my <laughs> kind of like recreated a zombie version of. <laughs> yeah, I think once you have the act so good, you can say, okay, I can do it to different music. You you have more flexibility. Yeah, yeah, and I like. I mean, it's fun because I can't even believe that like at one point that from '98 when I started that new version until like just recently, almost you know that I was almost doing just always the same. Well, I mean, I was doing the aerial thing too, but you know, I was almost doing the same routine all the time. And now it's just before COVID, because I was working all three of the shows, like in V Ultimate Variety, yeah. Zombie Burlesque, and Vegas the show. Like what one day actually, like I was supposed to do two of them because I was yeah. often doing like two shows at the same time. One day somebody um, wasn't feeling good, and they went out of the V. Also, basically, I did all three shows. I did I did Vegas the show zombie burlesque and v and and all the three you know versions you know all three right right all different music we're all different music and then that one has the the big like zombie makeup it was fun I, and and just that's why in general even when i was working there in all the three shows it was always um interesting you know what i mean something different well, you're with uh Cirque du Slayer, i think it was in drawdown for six years so that's and then you're just kind of like they want the same thing every night yeah 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 and also like i because i had different music they rewrote my music kind of like the style that i had they kind of tried to make it similar so um yeah and what was your experience like in search slay did you like being in a big production like that for so so many years or and why did you eventually leave i mean you know there's good and bad things about everything right. 
I heard it got harder uh, lately that they made a lot of changes when they when they sold it. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much when I left, it was exactly like when they when it was well, actually I left when they did a lot of budget cuts. Yeah. It's like that year that like uh, that they, you know, they closed all the the schools because they used to have the, you know, the, the schools in the the tent touring shows. And they, they just did a lot of cuts everywhere here and there because then they started to kind of like, I guess, get a bit in, get a yeah. bit in trouble with just the, the money and whatever. But I, it was hard. I mean, when I started working there, actually, they wanted me to do the act also like they didn't want me to do clubs. And then so it was a bit of a struggle. Always, you know what I mean? Ultimately, they let me do the clubs because then it was like when I got there, when because because I went to Montreal for the training, you know, they're like, oh, like we think you should do ball because then they have like some kind of story of the show that it's like a circle of life and then every right. all the objects are around, even though they had like those bow staffs. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> had, yeah, they had their own idea. You know what I mean? They sure there was items that were not around for sure in the show. You know? right. Maybe did they watch it be like Victor Key at all? Was Victor Key already popular at that toy at that point? Well, what? I mean, was Victor Key already popular with the Cirque? And maybe they thought like maybe we'll just get him to do kind of what Victor well, Key's yeah, already I mean, doing. They or? always want to kind of just replicate of what was happening. Yeah, and I kind of understand that. I mean, there's like, I guess, a bunch of reasons why they would want that, because I mean, first of all, maybe there's already advertisements that are done. You know what I mean? So sure. like why if it's work, if it's working, why fix it? Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I understand. Yeah. But it's I mean, my act personally, you know, like if taking out the clubs, it just becomes weaker and it's just there's no point. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's just less interesting and is going to be more monotonous or i would have to then just shorten the act and uh, i don't know it's it's just and you're an amazing club juggler i mean you, you i mean did you always do seven in the show or what was uh what like was your what was your big tricks with clubs no no i, I always did six i mean six. Even though seven it's it's just weird because i i kind of never because like you said remember that my father was a good six club juggler <laughs> yeah for some reason i always just practiced six when i was little yeah my father kind of had me just doing that yeah i don't know why it's weird i never really practiced like start, like i started practicing seven way 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 late yeah i don't remember how old i was it was really like later later that i started to practice it and then i kind of picked it up kind of fast but not but then i just i did it like a few festivals but I never really performed it, even though, I mean, I personally, of course, I think almost seven is a bit like almost not easier, but you know what I mean? You know how Yeah, it's more of the patterns is more of like just the cascade because the six is just, yeah, like, I mean, I and it's I mean, because what I do on stage with I'm because I'm, I, I can do six for quite a long time normally, but I on stage, I mean, I don't there's just, you know, no point to risk it. And I'm always just over over cautious. Well, I always think there's a difference, too. I don't know. I just I don't like dropping like <laughs> well, yeah. it's like the older that I get now. It's weird. I, I, I always thought I, that I would be less nervous the older that I would get. But I'm the, the older I'm getting now, the more nervous I'm getting on stage. I don't know why. You know what I think it is? Because I've experienced that too. I think your nerves get worn down. I think at first you're like ice cold and you feel like it's nothing. But the longer you do it, the more you kind of, your nerves only have so much they can take. Maybe, I don't know. Because it's like when I was younger and before, I had more drops just in general, like, you know, in my performances. Yeah. And then about when I kind of started working Cirque, I kind of started to get very low amount of drops. Yeah. And it kind of psychologically made it worse because I now I'm thinking, oh my God, like if I drop, when I drop one time in the act, I'm like, oh my God, that's like already over my normal. 
because normally like I could I probably like on an average either it's like zero or one drop. I probably have like a point six five dropout, you know, dropout right. or something per per show. Because yeah, sometimes I do drop two times or even three times or I mean, and I had like those once in a year disaster shows where it's I drop like a million times. <laughs> Why do you think this? Maybe you're just uh, not feeling well that day or, or, or extra tired or? No, it's just really random sometimes. And then sometimes it's like I said, like, because then if you get a bit nervous, even though yeah, sometimes when I would have a show like this, it would sometimes be from that because then I start to rush. And so then the more you rush, then the more you get off rhythm and then or I'm like trying to catch up because then I have a lot of musical cues. Right, right. That older version of my act i mean well my the the one that i did in prim it doesn't have as much musical cues but some of my newer versions i like a lot and and so when you start trying to catch up to music or it's a lot harder and you just i think sometimes that first drop too it kind of opens up the floodgate and all of a sudden you get this jolt of adrenaline yeah yeah yeah. and like one drop leads to more drops if i'm working in the show like when i'm you know working here in in vegas and i just do this i'm just doing the show every day I don't get nervous. Even if I drop, I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. just do it. But of course, if somebody is watching the show that you know, and then especially a juggler, <laughs> but just, <laughs> right, right. just in general, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, just uh, if somebody's like, yeah, watching or if it's like some kind of premiere or something, or if it's an event, because I do quite often a lot of events and stuff too. But I mean, I mean it, and it depends. It's weird. It just depends on the atmosphere. Sometimes some event, I might just be completely whatever kind of like easy it depends on the like the <laughs> who's who's in charge too because sometimes i i just i feel like i rather not have someone be very well they might put like more people some people put more pressure on you than other people you're not gonna drop are you you know <laughs> yeah too much like uh, as soon as that starts to happen then that's when i start to get nervous and that's when i start dropping <laughs> right 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 i remember they had, used to have stories about trixie where they would they would bet how many times she would drop in a season <laughs> that's, how, that's how little she dropped you know wow that's great <laughs> i think there's something too about the people who who learn really very young yeah yeah, yeah. You know, they, they tend to be more consistent like the gatos and cremo and because it's just they've been doing it for so long by the time they're 16 17 you know they're already professionals for eight or nine years it just yeah it's hard, yeah. To, it's hard to recapture that early training yeah yeah of course yeah but i mean but with juggling you know it's like i mean it's just so random i mean it's like when you're asking why are you not feeling good but I mean, sometimes it's actually backwards. Sometimes I'm warming up backstage and I just feeling like better than normal. You know what I mean? Like my job is is better than normal. And then I go out and then I have drops, which is like or two or three drops, which is like unusual for me. But then sometimes it's the other way around. It's like I'm warming up or I'm almost don't warm up at all or like (laughs) terrible, you know, like warm up where I'm just dropping and I can't do anything. But then I go on stage and I'm fine. Over the years, what was your practice regime? Like once you had your act kind of set, would you still practice several hours a day or what was your practice like? It's funny until I like then I started to work here in, in Vegas the last six, seven years. I was always, always just practicing. That would be my first like, like in uh, like two hours a day, probably six days a week or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. What's your warm up like before a show? Do you like to do 20, 30 minutes or how do you warm up for a show? Yeah. So I do about um, 15, 20 minutes of juggling. And then another like uh, ten minutes of uh, of stretching because then I I do splits and then my my back and neck and I just I mean it's yeah like you start injuring yourself I had injuries like with neck and stuff and and a lot of times it's like from this where you just don't 
Yeah, you don't warm up enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of injuries in general. Like I during my act tour, my um my my knee, my my meniscus, and then wow. I've had I have like a disc bulge in my neck. Uh, both my shoulders are kind of they're like not terrible, but a bit messed up. My lower back, my left side. Uh, that's from golf, though. <laughs> well, you got to have some recreation. My big thing is pickleball. I play a lot of pickleball. Yeah, yeah I remember you saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really fun. Hey, let me, let me ask you about the balls you use. What's the history of the Russian ball? Because you were one of the first jugglers I saw that used the Russian juggling balls, or the ones they call the Russians. Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the story about those? Well, yeah, from what I understand, because it was Misha Rudenko. Ironically, my wife's last name is Rudenko, and yeah. But they're not related. Yeah. Because <laughs> Rodenko is like a very popular, for some reason, last name. Well, we had the Rodenko brothers who were also a very popular juggling team here in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, see, it's like a very popular name. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, he, basically, I think from what I understood, he was kind of like the first one who started to make balls like that back in the 70s. I don't know what year it was or 80s. or. And then just everybody kind of in uh, the Soviet Union just started to, to use that, you know, that way, you know, that technique. Yeah, the half-filled. Making a ball, yeah, like that. So, yeah, so then, um, yeah, so my father then just made those like I, like I was saying in the beginning, I had tennis balls, but then he somehow made those. I probably like maybe already by oh no, I think I was even juggling tennis balls throughout that whole Moscow uh, circus tour for like a year. Because I think yeah, because even in Vegas, I I have like photos of me practicing with like tennis balls. But were they half filled with some kind of sand or grit or something? Or I think they had nothing. I, I, oh. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, that's tricky. What are, what are the advantages of the Russian ball? They're more stable in the air or something? Or Yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier for like catches balls. neck and then just yeah. foot like catches. And, you know what I mean? So yeah, so I mean, honestly, for me to switch over to clubs, I, it would probably switching over to a like a normal club would be even better for me. It would probably be easier. I mean, it just depends on, of course, I because I had to do it one time. Um, when it was like in 2015, like right before then I started perform in Vegas. I went to do some event in Italy. It was like right basically in Florence. And it was uh, when I flew there, my luggage was lost. Oh, right. And so I only had my, luckily I had my balls. Like I usually take it all with me on the plane, but then I, I was doing my aerial hack there. Yeah. I had my, my, that whole aerial rig and whatever. And so for some weird reason, I decided to put the clubs into, well, I did have like two times where, you know, I had where the clubs were, they didn't allow me to take the clubs, you know. Yeah, on the plane. So then like one time I almost missed a flight because then I had to go back. So sometimes I was doing that just if I could or, you know what I mean, or I thought yeah. it was safe or I don't know why I decided it was safe, but they were lost. And so I had to go and buy some clubs. Luck there was like a juggling store there in Florence, Italy. I came in and I tried like five different clubs and then I chose them and, and I was like, oh, because they're, I mean, they're, I think they, they're easier to juggle. Like, you know what I mean? So you think the change between like a, a Russian ball and a regular ball is harder than a change between different brands of clubs? If I had to juggle other balls right now, I mean, I could do it, of course, but sure. oh, it would be like a nightmare. I mean, I, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't switch over from these balls for sure. But clubs, I mean, I could problem that I had when I, 
that's what I was, it was funny because I was juggling them in the store and I was like, oh, they're like, they're great. Oh, I like them. They're like, oh, they're like, they fly so well and everything. I took them. And then when I went to do the, like the run through, we had in the, the run through the, the next day or something. And then that, that next day was the show at night already. When I was doing the run through, I, I wasn't used to the, the balance of them. So when I would, would collect them, they would always like, and they're a bit thicker, the handles. Right. Yeah. So they would always be like flying out of my hands. So it was like the show was a disaster. It was like one of the, <laughs> what I think war shows. Right. It's like I still remember. I'm like, oh my god! And just everything in general. Just in general, that that show was. It was one of those rare shows where I still remember and it haunts me. <laughs> but you got the check, right? That's the main thing. Yeah, but but it was just funny because I was like, oh, these these are you know, yeah. great, great. But then I didn't even think about you know the catching aspect of it. Right. The collecting. So they were they were like yeah because they're because the wooden ones they kind of like they. They hit, they don't bounce, you know, the, the plastic they have. Right, right, right. Yeah. When they hit each other, they, they're, they're more uh, giving. It's a different timing of you have to like grab them either. Well, or I should have gotten smaller. And, like, and I'm used to also, that's probably why too. Used to just different ones. Let's talk about your flying act a little bit. Because that's something that when you came out with that, I thought, wow. That's a that's a great act because you had a, an aerial rig where you'd actually sort of fly through the air as you juggled. How did you develop that, and when did you start performing that? My father kind of had an idea of some kind of aerial whatever juggling from a long, long time ago. It was like an idea, you know, for a while. And then I was always kind of when I was little, I was always kind of thinking about it, thinking about. It. And then just at one point, I was, I was like, why don't I just try and create something? But it was like it took a while because then it, you know, just a whole technical you know with just the hearts and just i mean it was like a lot of experimenting i wanted to make it obviously modern you know i, I don't want to make it where i'm just like hanging and juggling you know so that's why sure. i wanted to do a lot of swinging while flipping or while spinning or you know just quite often i do it every time with the orchestra show that i was talking about right well, I mean, different versions of it because we have different music every time. But I do the aerial part in, in the show. And then I do sometimes an event here and there. I'm actually probably going to go to Germany in December now, this year, for three weeks for the just a Christmas in Flick Flack. And I always do, because I've been in Flick Flack many times, and I always do my aerial version there. Yeah, it was like before I had, I, I did more tricks with it too. But then, like, I started to run into problems with, like, theaters not having enough space for me to fly in a circle or or just random stuff. And I kind of took stuff out, too. And um, it's risky and it's hard just because, I mean, you're up there. That's it. You drop. I mean, you're that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't just kick it back with your foot. So it's it becomes tricky. You know, you don't want to do anything like crazy where you're just dropping and it just looks like a disaster because it will fly away like an audience or, or and, and you know what I mean. And I've had that happen, of course. You know, I've had stuff flying who knows where. <laughs> right, right. Now, you're attached by what, the waist or something? Because you have to have your arms free. It's the and... waist, yeah, yeah. It's like a harness, yeah. I have. And is it is it painful to be in that? I mean, your whole your entire weight supported by it. Is it is it awkward? If I don't do it for a while, if I, like I train, I mean, you do get bruises and stuff. Is that, I, I, I'm in general now, I guess, after all these years, I'm kind of used to it too. Yeah. The one that I have is like, that's why there's there's harnesses out there that have full on metal plates. It's like when, you know, like you see like um, um, some musician, you know, like some pop stars, flyers. Yeah, yeah. Like like Pink or somebody. Yeah. Like even in our show, they had ones for the for people like where it's like a plate. 
it's like a metal plate and you just that one that doesn't hurt as much because then the plate is kind of supporting you know but um the, the problem is like with the metal plate i mean i i do so much moving around and so much floor work that it's just it would be like i would be like a robot with those right 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 yeah you need to have the flexibility to be expressive it's almost like the smallest one you can have there's like another smaller one i think they almost i forgot it. it's not called like a g-string but it's Right, it's right. like yeah it's like a fly string or i don't know what it was called but it was like i should have probably tried it i don't know why i didn't but the guy was like i don't know if you really want to use this though this like really hurts mm. <laughs> so that's why that he kind of like talked me into just doing that one and so i kind of just um i use that one and and then i actually i had one brand and then i switched over to another just by i forgot why but then and then the other one was a better one well but it's very uncomfortable just to be in it though do you think there might be a time you not, might not be able physically to do that act i mean you just sort of limit age-wise where you think that's not going to be uh, you're not gonna be able to do it well i mean just in general i mean i don't think necessarily in the flying even though with the flying i do i noticed i do have some more back issues right sometimes when i do the flying act nothing crazy you know like like the air, aerialists do way, way more. Yeah. But also I think there, there's a big part of it where I do so many roles in my acts. And when I do the roles that, you know, that big belt is still on, you know, on the back. So yeah. when I roll, it's kind of like rolling on like. Oh, because you're not on the regular the entire time. So you, so when you're doing the roles, like on the floor. I'm always in the harness. The whole, oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the yeah. harness is like, it's, I, that's the only thing it's. I know it seems like so simple, but it's just, just in general, doing my, just my, all my, the rest of my act on the floor, it's just so uncomfortable. Right. Because it's literally like everything's squeezing you. And then it's like you, all their movement is almost limited. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I do a lot of movement, you know, so it's, um, it makes a big difference for me when I'm wearing the harness. Like I just, I really don't feel comfortable in it. <laughs> it's interesting because you think it would only be in the air that you'd have a problem, but, but you mix it up with the groundwork as well. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but I can't, you know, it's not like, I, I mean, I could technically finish my air part and then take it off or something, but I mean, that yeah. would be way not. It wouldn't be theatrical. Yeah, that, I mean, it would just be lost. And at what point did you start uh, composing your own music? Because I, I see now that you you actually write and compose your own music for your acts. When did you start doing that? We went to Japan in 2000, so it was right it was right after we came back from Hawaii. Okay, but anyways, when I was there in 2000, there was like a little music store, and I was even when I was little, I was sometimes like I would I had this Casio <laughs> style like a. Keyboard and I would make some drum beats and then play some whatever and kind of layer record in the computer, you know, stuff. And sure. I'm like, I mean, it was like very, very, I mean, like unrealistically very basic. <laughs> yeah, you were learning. And then that store had, you know, like a drum machine and the synthesizers. So basically, I, I bought this drum machine and then I started to kind of like mess with it. And then I really liked it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should get something else. And then I got this little synthesizers, like super, super small um, synthesizer. And I had like three octaves and uh but you could program eight or 16 tracks on there and so anyway so i, I kind of started to mix the that drum machine with that basically i got more into the, i mean when i came back i i was just i was recording like into the computer and then just like layering there from those anyways i was i i got into it a bit and then when it was maybe 
two years later, then I was like, okay, maybe I should get some more serious, you know, stuff. And then I got a bigger, you know, yeah. synthesizer and then, I mean, more and more equipment. And then just, and then I kind of got better at it little by little. Um, then I wrote, I, I was just writing kind of like just instrumental stuff. And then I kind of started to write more songs-ish from like... And I see you have an album. Is that album still available? Can people buy the... Oh, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's from 2008 or something <laughs> from like 14 years ago. Right, 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 right. But it's still... People can go buy that at, at uh, vladic.com. Is that still... I don't I don't know if it even works, that website. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does. I tried to, I tried to <laughs> I bring it up and... It... I think it's like still in Flash. <laughs> so they'd have to contact you directly if they want the, the sounds of Vladic. They'd have to... I mean, I haven't been um, working on music for the last two years, I would say, but I mean... But I did create like about two, two, three years ago, I would have times where like for a month or two I was working on stuff and I created and just in general in the last 10 years I would have when I was on tour with Cirque, I would I was composing quite a lot, actually. Yeah. And, and, and I was I started to record with like our the singer there uh, from our show. And yeah, so then I I have quite a lot of songs now that I just kind of want to finally put out not those older ones i mean the older right, right, right. Two, of yeah. course. The, so maybe i'll just yeah i'll do that soon at some point <laughs> i'll get to that of course i met you many years ago but now you're a family guy where'd you meet your wife yeah it was here in in vegas uh she was working in O, the water show i met her a few times before like we kind of started dating yeah but then the like i like the place where we met where we started dating it was actually, it was really like a rare chance that I was even, I was actually working in Germany and, uh, I'll, and Cirque asked me to do their, the premiere of Ka, you know, the Ka, the show uh-huh. GM, and that was 2005. And so they asked me to do like their premiere party, just kind of like for their, cause they had like a huge, huge like premiere party for Ka. Yeah. So they asked me to do the premiere party. Ultimately I said yes, but then they asked me to do my act like a lot of times throughout the night. Anyways, I ended up not taking the offer because they started to change, you know, the whatever the right, right, right. But they, you know, how many times I wanted to do they want <laughs> they wanted more, huh? Yeah, yeah. They're like for the same price, do more. But so, anyways, yeah. I ended up not doing it. But I already I was working in Germany at that time, and it was this is gonna be a long story, but no. <laughs> it's okay. It's it was basically our show was was not sure. Like we signed contract until like January first, but it wasn't really sure if the show was going to continue then for the next year or not or whatever. And it was so unsure that like I ended up just signing up for that kind of, but then actually I, I signed off for it, but I also signed up for another event like in Phoenix and it was all a few days apart. It was February 5th or something. I don't remember the exact date and then February 7th. And so I, uh, I, I did, I didn't do it, but then they were like, well, if you want, like we can give you tickets for the premiere, uh, the, oh, nice. for the show right. and then for the premiere party. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Thanks a lot. I'm going to be there anyways. Cause so I flew there from Germany just to do then the Phoenix event. Cause I already like, right. Well, you flew to the U S just to be Phoenix, but you thought, well, as long as I'm here, I'll go to Vegas too. Yeah. You don't, but our show actually ended up continuing in uh, in Germany. So it, it ended up continuing. And, uh, I think, uh, Claudio Specht actually replaced me for like, the great, great juggler, the, yeah. The one week that I wasn't there. Anyways, I left, and then yeah, and then I met her there at the premiere party. Then I went back to Germany for like, I think we just had like one more month after that, and then and then I came back, and then then yeah, we were like dating, but it was just like the chances of me. I mean, I I probably maybe would have met her, but you know how it is, like maybe sure. I met her, but then we would never. 
But that was the moment, right? That was when you... Somehow it happened. <laughs> and she's a performer too. What kind of performer is she? Well, she quit like right before COVID started. Right. She kind of like, I guess, guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good timing. She was an acrobat. Like she was originally from sports acrobatics. So it's, you know, it's like those, like, like the hand to hand and the, yeah, like kind of like bunk, bunking, voltish yeah. from sports acrobatics. And then in, oh, she did uh, that. Like it's a eight, eight girl sports acrobatics act for eight years. She did that. Wow. Seven years or seven, eight. And then uh, I was able to get a spot for her in our show in Sergio Soleil and Dralia. And then she was doing the, the character there for like two years. And then we kind of, while she was there in, in the show there, we kind of created some acts for her. Like um, she did like a, kind of like a contortion and like a aerial silks, aerial hoop act. And so, so she kind of performed with that for a bit too after that. But she's from, yeah, sports acrobatics originally. You have a, a, just one daughter, is that uh, correct? No, 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 two daughters. Two daughters. Yeah, and I know one was was very interested in being a, I think, a juggler or. Yeah, she's uh, performing, and uh, we actually just uh, four days ago she did uh, the halftime um, aces, the the WNB. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, we just did that um, four days ago. She did a bunch of like NBA, like she was San Francisco Warriors game, and then a few other ones, and then we, and then she did like this Christmas show now in December for a few weeks here in Vegas. So another generation. There you go. Another generation of performers. Yes, yeah, so she's like she's like performing yeah, here and there. It was kind of it was bad timing because she kind of started to perform for the basketball games uh, right before COVID started. Yeah. And there were because of March Madness was here in Vegas, so they have like a lot of they have like a, like a million basketball games in uh, here, like game after game, like in um because she did hers in the T Mobile Arena, yeah, yeah. And so literally we we came. It was March something. And so we got there and they're like, that's it. They just announced it. Mm. Like NBA and basketball is, it's closing. That's it. The, today, yeah. the last day. So she did that show. And then next day they closed the whole March Madness and everything. And then, uh, yeah, and then I came back. Because then I had the show that night. Actually, I dropped my wife off there. We kind of had the mini rehearsal. And then I left. My wife stayed with her for the show. And then I went to do my show there at V. And then literally it was like, I think three days later or something, I get to work to the, you know, zombie burlesque show. And then they're like, that's it. They just announced it. Like at midnight, they closed the casinos. You have to get all this stuff out like by midnight. What's it like now? Has it, has it come back fully or is it still kind of, what's the scene like now for performers? The scene? Um, yeah, it's, everything's pretty much back. I mean, it's yeah. a bit it's slow. I, I don't think it has anything. Well, I mean, it does still have stuff to do with COVID, of course, too. Yeah. Because it, it was like super busy actually last year in uh, during spring break and summer like after COVID. It was it was busy, like very busy last yeah. year. But then this year, I don't know, the summer is like very slow. Like in V, the, usually there's two show days throughout the whole summer and then even three show days sometimes. And it's like always one show, really, really like two show. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just the whole... Well, things are getting more expensive. Maybe people are cutting back on travel and... Yeah. I mean, everything's rising. I just went to like a few places right now and literally it was funny because I bought my wife. Her birthday was J July 11th, just uh, two weeks ago. And last year I bought her like this spa thing, you know, like a certain amount, like it was $185. Like I counted that it was like two entrances for us and then like a massage right. or something for her. Anyway, so we went like she had that certificate just sitting for like a year 
on the certificate that said like you, you don't have to use it like within a year but then like it starts to lose value or something like right 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 they can't guarantee it'll cost the same yeah yeah so we we're like well and then she's like in general she's like okay i have an idea let's actually use the certificate and in the morning we can go to the spa like for my birthday i was like well that's a good idea i guess since we have it from last year so anyways, we went there, but it's like they, they doubled like they doubled the price. So it didn't even cover like our entrance. Oh. And just in general, like I, I this whole year, like, I've been going places and they're like, oh, yeah, we raised the prices. It's not this much anymore. We raised the prices. Not, you know what I mean? I don't think they're doubling the fee for jugglers, though, unfortunately. It's not like we're, it's not like we're getting twice as much money to perform. Is, that's the funny thing. I think the performers are is it getting less, the, the, the salaries. I don't, know. I don't know what's going on. It's like backwards. <laughs> well, let's try to end on a positive note. We're, we've come to the end of our time together. But So what do you see as uh, the future? Where, do you, where are you going from here? What's the next uh, kind of engagements you're going to be doing? Nowadays, like because my, my kids are going to school here right. and and then just in general, yeah, I'm just, I've, I've been getting into also some rental uh, stuff, like some yeah. business, because I'm doing still like the shows here in, uh, in V, and then I do a lot of events. I mean, here or I fly out or whatever. I mean, like right, right. just other events and then those orchestra events. I mean, just a lot of events just in uh, in general. And then, uh, I don't know, it's like I, I was offered a few contracts now, you know, to to go to like uh, Germany for like half a year. And I turn it down because I don't know now. Now, I mean, un unless if it's like a you know, maybe somewhere long term in the U.S., maybe contract. Right. I don't really want to go for too long. Like, like I'm going to go to Germany now, but it's like, you know, three. It's like if it's three, four weeks, it's OK. But yeah, I don't want right. to. You're based out of Las Vegas. You want to just stay in Vegas and make a life there. Yeah. So now I'm like the last about just like the last like few years, I kind of started. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've been because I was in these shows here in Vegas for the last like like six, seven years. And it's kind of I've been already kind of doing that. But like sometimes actually, well, no, actually, I, I, I haven't went for a longer than one month contract already. Probably five since two, 2000. Yeah, like 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. For like five, six years, I haven't left longer than a month. Yeah, so I just do the shows here, and and then I just then do events, and but I'm you know how life is, you never know. I mean, maybe like yeah, if, if something great up comes up, <laughs> yeah, right. like I mean, I, I I wish the like Cirque had schools still on tour because you know that would be cool, you know, right. go tour with the kids and then they would go to school there. I mean, you could always do homeschool, but I mean, I would have to be the the teacher because my wife's English is not like the, the best best, so. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just it would just be too complicated. Maybe I don't know. For well, life has changed a lot since I met you as a, a, a little kid, and now you're a family man established in Vegas with the kids of your own, and you've had a wonderful, wonderful career in juggling, man. It's and I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, uh, seeing you live sometime out there in Vegas. It's been a long time since we've met, and I've always been a big fan of your work and a big fan of your dad's, of course. Okay. And it's been a great pleasure having you on the Drop Everything podcast. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. And yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Vladdy. I hope you enjoyed Drop Everything podcast number 107, my interview with special guest Vladik Makostupov. Thank you, Vladik, and best of luck in your future adventures. Before we go, let's thank our sponsor one more time, the International Jugglers Association. I hope you all had a great time at the recent festival. And if you want to find out more about this group, go to juggle.org. Hey, my books are still available at Amazon.com. No toys are available at this time, but drop by the Drop Everything Studios for a special tour. All right, now drop everything, except when you're juggling.